You're listening to CSB Broadcast, your local connection to what's happening in your community and at Community State Bank. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Community State Bank podcast. Today, we're talking about municipal leasing and some of the benefits of, uh, of municipal leasing and how they can work for you. We have with us Richard Holman, who is a co-owner of Bankers Equipment Leasing. Uh, Richard is somebody that we've done business with here at Community State Bank for over 10 years, and he's always helped us on the leasing side. Uh, it's great to have you here, Richard. I'm Scott Hudipole, by the way, president of Community State Bank, and I will be asking the questions today. Uh, Richard, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure. Uh, I am actually uh, a recovering CPA uh, going back to exiting my college years. But uh, as a result of that, I got familiar with the equipment finance business. And uh, uh, recent history, I spent, oh, the last 10 years uh, helping a, uh, a correspondent bank develop an equipment lease product for our bank customers. And um, uh, today I'm with American Financial Network and we've taken that concept uh, outside of the regulated world and we are an independent equipment finance company that's roughly 26 years old and we specialize in a number of different areas. We, uh, we originate our transactions, uh, most of them through community banks. And on behalf of community banks, we serve uh, 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 commercial customers, uh, we serve uh, uh, people that sell equipment, and then uh, pertinent to the topic today, we, we do a lot of municipal finance. And uh, we feel that uh, uh, our relationship with community banks is uh, the brightest part of our future. Uh, community banks have typically had uh, great relationships with their customers, but when it comes to municipal leasing, they've had uh, difficulty reaching their customers with the product just because of the special expertise that requires. So our big focus is, uh, is working with community banks to help them uh, develop the equipment finance and leasing business in their customer base and uh, in using them as our primary funding source as well. Let's jump right into it. What is a lease? What is a tax-exempt lease? And why should municipalities consider it? Well, a tax-exempt lease is actually, uh, uh, municipalities have a number of different ways they can finance equipment purchases. A tax-exempt lease is um, is a lease that is specifically designed for a, uh, a municipality, which uh, will, uh, which could be a public school district, could be a city, town, village, county. Uh, it's specifically designed to help them finance equipment in a very, very efficient way. Uh, it's different than a loan. Uh, uh, loans typically require voter, voter approval and long-term commitments on behalf of the municipality. A municipal lease uh, kind of provides the best of both worlds. It allows the municipality to match their uh, time period for repayment with their actual use of the product and therefore eases their uh, uh, a lot of budget constraints that many municipalities have today. It's treated for tax purposes like a municipal loan, uh, which gives uh, the municipality a very, very low or competitive borrowing rate. Um, many cases uh, that it, it can be con- uh, uh, consistent with where they would see a loan pricing, but with much lower cost of issue. So everyone is going to ask, what's in it for me? Can you explain the benefits of having a lease? 
Uh, and I kind of alluded to those some in, in the answer to the, uh, our previous question, but for a municipality, they, they typically get to preserve uh, their, uh, their budget. For example, if they need a half a million dollar piece of equipment and are planning on using it for the next 10 years, it's much easier for them to include 50,000 ballpark numbers, $50,000 in budgeted lease expense every year versus a $500,000 one-time capital expenditure purchase. So that's the big thing. It's a budgeting issue. Uh, I did allude to the fact that uh, municipalities can typically uh, borrow inexpensively through a municipal lease because they are treated like municipal loans. Municipalities typically represent very, very good credit quality and, uh, and therefore they can borrow uh, inexpensively. And they can also take advantage of the fact that the, us as the holder of the, uh, of the municipal lease receive a tax exemption for the, um, for the earnings. And that translates into lower interest costs for a municipality. Uh, they can finance all types of equipment, including things that may represent soft costs, things like software, installation costs, those types of things. So again, it's more of a budget issue. Uh, it's the ability for the municipality to uh, uh, pay for the uh, piece of equipment over a long, over the period of time that they're gonna use it versus try to uh, have the abnormality of having one big capital expenditure in the year they purchase it. When you think of a municipal lease, some of the obvious things that come to mind are things like a, an a new ambulance, a fire truck, um, piece of equipment. Are there any, anything else that municipalities could use leases for to purchase? Sure, and uh, those are very, very good examples. Uh, you can, uh, you, uh, public schools typically will tend to um, uh, uh, finance their office equipment inside of a municipal lease. Uh, another item for public schools today is, uh, is the trend towards one-to-one -one computing, uh, where they're giving each uh, student a laptop or a tablet. Uh, those, are, those represent significant uh, upfront costs that now can be leveraged over a period of time that the student will use those. Uh, and um, so things like that, as well as some of the not so typical uh, things that you may not normally think about. Maybe it's software for a public school. You don't typically think of software as equipment, but software is financeable. Uh, and the life of the software may, uh, again, we're trying to match the uh, trying to match the payment stream and the budget along with the use of the software. Some other things that are not so typical as well are even real estate fixtures. Things like um, um, uh, fire district houses, those types of uh, those types of items. A typical loan may be 60 months, 72 months of equal payments. Are leases structured the same way? Uh, typically, they are. Uh, but a tax-exempt municipal lease, and what makes them a lease, is it is not a long-term commitment. Um, most municipalities treat it that way, but technically it is treated, a five-year municipal lease is treated as a one-year lease with four annual renewals subject to budget appropriation. And that's what gets the municipality um, um, uh, typically an exemption from having to go through uh, uh, some of the costs associated with gaining voter approval, bond council, those types of things. Okay, Richard, just make sure I have this clear. Uh, we recently had a question from somebody in a municipality 
who had some rather large expenses yet over the next couple of years. They needed a piece of equipment. In this case, they needed a new fire truck. Can you structure leases so that they have different payments, possibly payments that are that are smaller to start with and then gradually get larger? Very good question. And that's uh, that is another one of the benefits of a municipal lease. Typically in a bond or a note structure, variable payments uh, or step up or step down payments are uh, very difficult to get accomplished. Uh, municipal leases have much more flexibility and uh, really are are limited to the, uh, the creativity and also uh, prudence of all parties involved. So you can be very creative to meet customers' expectations, meet budget challenges, but uh, uh, get them the equipment that they need today in order to perform their uh, governmental functions. So in this example that I just gave Richard, the municipality might be able to actually uh, finance through the lease the pieces of equipment they need now, uh, paying on them as they go, but gradually increasing the payments uh, thus allowing them to have the equipment now versus later. Is that correct? Exactly. Uh, typically, we, we think of uh, maybe a car lease that we may have entered into ourselves. These are very different arrangements where the municipality actually is the title holder of the equipment, uh, which is required by, uh, by law. Uh, they're, they're the title holder, and therefore that uh, allows the uh, um, uh, attractive pricing that typically goes along with the municipal lease. So they're the title holder subject to them uh, completing their obligation to make all the rental payments under the lease. What factors should a municipality be considering when they're deciding to do something like this? What should they be thinking about? A number of different factors. Um, number one, do you have the cash available at the time that you're making the procurement for the equipment? Um, what are the competing demands on your other capital resources? Are, do you see your operating costs increasing um, uh, in other areas that are putting a crimp on your budget? But, but yet you still need the, uh, the uh, subject equipment that you're looking to procure the financing for. Uh, they should consider the useful life of the asset. We should take great care in working with our customers to make sure that they're financing the asset over a period of time that they're going to use it. You don't want to have a mismatch there uh, because it, it could either have a negative effect on their budget or uh, in the short term by having too high of payments or in the long term by a uh, uh, incurring too much interest expense over time effectively. Um, uh, and also, you know, one of the big items, this is if, uh, uh, if a municipality has a number of different budgets uh, or a number of different equipment acquisitions that they need to make over a year, I think a major consideration is, is to consider them all at once versus uh, in individual transactions. Typically, they can gain some more pricing power by having a bigger, uh, by having a bigger portfolio of transactions to finance rather than financing them one at a time. Things like that. You know, some of the municipalities in our area have used leases for some time. Some have never used leases before ever. If somebody has an interest in this, what's the next step? What should they do? I, I one of the most practical. Um, one of the most practical things is to actually, uh, I believe, to to call their banker um, and uh, and work with us, and we actually uh, schedule an appointment to sit down with them and do an initial review. Uh, if they have used municipal financing, uh, there may be opportunities to refinance 
some of those transactions if they've been done at higher rates. Uh, if they are looking out into their budget and they have four or five pieces of equipment that they need to acquire over the year, maybe it's, it makes sense for us to understand that whole picture versus uh, versus just their next immediate need. So the real thing is to sit down, have an initial review, uh, talk through what your client uh, or what the municipality is trying to get accomplished. And, um, and with that knowledge, then we can come up with a recommended approach for them. There's an old, there's an old, um, um, saying that I always typically go by, you, you, you typically have to eventually put a pencil to a piece of paper. And there's an old saying that says, uh, liars never figure and figures never lie. So uh, we, we really try to work uh, with clients directly, understand what their needs are, and actually give them real information that's actionable. And there's the only way you can do that is to sit down and have an initial discussion. For you to do that, does it cost us any money? Does it cost our municipalities any money to, to at least get an idea of what's available? Uh, it does not. It does not. That's just part of what we need to do to uh, help them understand all the different. There are a number of different financing structures. Municipal leasing may be one of them. Uh, we need to uh, do that in order for us to be able to give them the right advice. And we just don't feel right about charging for that. So. Okay, Richard, that's great information. Some of you might be wondering how Community State Bank is involved in these leases, and it's a great question. We actually fund, in most cases, we fund the leases for Richard's company. So the, the company is, um, his company structures the lease, the application comes through them, we're also involved with it, and then we fund the lease, which allows the lease to be made. So we do have a, a vested interest in this, and we work hand in hand as your community bank to make sure that we, we take part in the vast majority of these leases that, that happen. Richard, I wanna thank you very much for, for joining us today. Good information that you've shared with us. Uh, if you have any additional comments, questions, please contact your, your calling officer from Community State Bank. They'll be able to either help you or get the right information to you. Again, Richard, thanks for coming. And I appreciate everybody listening to our podcast. Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast, your local connection to what's happening in your community and at Community State Bank. To learn more about Community State Bank, please visit us online at communitystatebank.net.